He said our reputation is at stake. But she refused to forsake her deen and forsake her iman because she knew that the honor of this world is very short and short-lived. The life of the hereafter is everlasting and that is the real life. And iman made her understand this. But her father couldn't bear it. Her father being such a prominent person couldn't bear that his daughter was prepared to do so much for this iman. This shocked him. This worried him. This troubled him. This perturbed him. But she knew that iman is more important. And obviously she invited him to deen. And she hoped in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide him. And certainly Allah is the giver of hidayah. But years later Allah did give him hidayah. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is merciful and kind. Anyway then the torture of the mushrikeen of Makkah intensified. And then they decided that whoever has any relatives from the prominent families that have embraced Islam, they will unleash their wrath on their own people. And like that, who would have thought Abu Sufyan would have agreed that his daughter be tortured, but she tolerated all of that because it is for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the troubles the Muslims went through increased and Allah's beloved sallallahu alayhi wa said to them, go to Abyssinia, go to make hijrah, make hijrah to Abyssinia. Why? To protect your deen, to protect your iman. So we learn from here that iman comes first. A person can lose everything, but we can never ever lose our iman. Amongst the Sahaba radiallahu who made hijrah was none other than Ummuh, was none other than Ramla, Ramla radiallahu anha and her husband Ubaidullah bin Jahsh. Anyway, they went to Abyssinia. They lived there peacefully under the king Najashi, and who himself also was inspired by the Muslims, their quality, their ways, and their invitation to Islam. Because wherever Muslims went in the world, they invited to Allah, they invited to Islam. Alhamdulillah, Najashi, the king, Nijis, of Abyssinia, embraced Islam. His name was Ashama bin Abjar. And... Allah blessed Hazrat um, uh, Ramla with a daughter there in Abyssinia and her daughter's name was Habiba. So she was then known by the appellation and the, and the patronymic called Ummu Habiba. From that time she was known as Umm Habiba radiallahu anha. Alhamdulillah, life in Abyssinia was going well. The Muslims, Sahaba and Sahabiyat, male and female, together protected their deen, worked on their iman, Alhamdulillah, Ummu Habiba was there, Ummu Salama radiallahu anhuma was there, Ruqayya, the daughter of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa the wife of Hazrat Uthman was there, Hazrat Asma binti Umais, the wife of Hazrat Ja'far was there, Hazrat Layla binti Abi Hathma radiallahu anha was there. And as life and as days went on, one day there was a sad reality that Ummu Habiba, Ramla, had to face. And Allah guided her beforehand, subhanahu wa ta'ala, that she says, I saw a dream that my husband Ubaidullah bin Jahsh was facing difficult conditions that he had become disfigured and his appearance had become unbearable and totally despicable. Anyway, the next morning, he comes to her and he says to her, Ummu Habiba, I am analyzing the different religions and now I've decided that I am accepting Christianity. Ya Allah, Ya Allah. This was the sad reality that Hazrat Ummu Habiba had to face. But not only that, he said to her, you have to choose. If you want to remain Muslim, then I will leave you. I do not want you. And she had now to make a choice between her deen and Islam. 
and between her husband. But choosing her husband meant that she had to become a Christian. He asked Allah's guidance. She was prepared to lose her husband, but she was not prepared to forsake her iman. Ya Allah, Ya Allah. She said, I will never forsake my deen. I'll never forsake my iman. He then totally divorced her, denounced her, but she maintained her deen in these far off lands. What she went through, Ya Allah, in that loneliness, in that distant lands. There was a choice that she could make. What was it? I can go back to Makkah. My father is a prominent man there. He's the ruler of Makkah. Abu Sufyan at that time was so to say the king of Makkah, the leader of Makkah at that time. But she realized that even going back there, he will enforce it on me to, loo- to, to forsake my deen. I'm not prepared to do that. I will remain here and I will protect and preserve my iman. Ya Allah, what sacrifice, what sacrifice she made. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees Whatever one goes through for Allah, whatever one goes through to protect the Iman, whatever one goes through for the sake of Allah, Allah knows. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. Nothing is, nothing goes unnoticed by our merciful, kind, compassionate Allah. Allah sees, Allah knows, and Allah is shakur. Allah ta'ala appreciates the efforts one, one makes for His pleasure, for His sake. Allah sees, nothing goes unnoticed. By our Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.